0: Sziasztok, vagyok. Első szóló podcast csatornáját Magyarországról. Ez a
1: Hi, my name is Ray, and you're listening to the number one podcast station in Central Europe. Budapest.fm, podcasting to the world from Hungary.
0: I don't I have a bigger, this is a huge opportunity
1: to go to the US, I will not. I just realized something that's going to drive me f- insane. <laughs> I got that recording. I don't have this recording. <laughs> I don't remember hitting the record button. <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. And then I, 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 I kindly look over thinking, oh, please be red. Please be green. Oh, painful. Okay, Budapest. We're in Budapest. Uh, anybody that doesn't know, my name is Ray, and I'm gonna let you. I, I know how to say your name now, but uh, Benedek. Did Correct. I say it right? Correct. Yeah. That's, that's exactly right. Okay, good. Exactly. Benedek, uh, my friend Benedek. Again, all right. I shouldn't say again because you guys didn't hear that part. We met a while back. Benedek number two, who is the CFO uh, of your company, uh, Vuvo. Yeah. V- Vovu. Come on, give me Either the right way. way. Give me vuvu. the right.
0: Way. We call it vuvu.
1: Vuvu. Yeah. Okay. Vuvu, um, which uh, we'll get into later about that. It's, well, uh, you know, they he introduced me to this Benedek, and he's the founder of this company, and uh, he's 22, which I just like didn't realize you were just so young, man. Jeez, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm not, I'm, mean, I'm twice your age, man. It's crazy. Anyway, um, and so we met at the coffee shop, right? We met this coffee shop right down the street. And I saw him, uh, he came up to me and said, Hey man, what's going on? We started shooting the shit and started talking about this and that. And before I knew it, man, this guy, I realized he's really cool. And he's really, really smarter than me. I realized that I was like, wow, <laughs> before I didn't think it was, I, I guess I didn't think so before, but now I was sure of it. You know, no, <laughs> no, he's, this guy's a brilliant mind, hundred percent brilliant mind. And so he was showing me on his computer, like all these different things that he was doing and software, you know, and all it's just crazy. Anyway, I'm going to let him explain that. So I don't, butcher it entirely. Um, so yeah, we're in Budapest. It's a middle of the night, kind of middle of the night, uh, 8, 830 for anybody that's from the West Coast, East Coast, where I'm from. Uh, and uh, there's people walking by. So occasionally you might see a person walk by and wave. We had some. Yeah, we had some. Funny we had ones. some hotties walk by and say, <laughs> hey, what's up? I don't know who that American guy is, but that guy was there. We want to talk to him. Can you stop recording? And no, it's like, hey. so, you know, so anyway. <laughs> That was, that was the, <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So exactly how it happened. That's exactly <laughs> verbatim. Right. Um, so yeah. Um, so as a child you had, how, how many siblings again? Six. Six siblings. S- yeah. Um, you are the youngest of six, right? Yeah. And, uh, you, uh, love to wrestle. The. Lo- <laughs> you love to fight the one that was closest to you at some point uh, when you guys were kids very young and you were not in the legos but you were into something else called uh, what is that called again geomag geomag i'm never gonna remember that. geomag is that a, who makes that product no idea okay so i think geomag geomag okay so it's like a it's Probably. a hung, hungarian product you think i don't think so not okay
0: No, but it, it was extremely popular when i was a kid okay
1: all right, uh, uh, and so then he went from that to kind of uh, being homeschooled, right?
0: Yeah, I was homeschooled. Yeah, um,
1: you were, but but based on the homeschooled, your family decided your mom or your dad decided that we were going to make a school out of this.
0: Uh, it was always the idea, uh, but yeah, it's it's probably my mom. Okay, <laughs> she's the one who would do that. Okay, uh, she was extremely uh, like angry of the system, the school system. Mm. Uh, and then she decided to have a homeschool, uh, like have every uh, sibling homeschooled. And then we would have, you know, the same um, schedule, mm. like like a real school, mm. basically. Um, and yeah, teachers would come and then we would, would learn. Um,
1: oh, so, right te- so teachers would come in?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, it's, I thought she was, was like teaching real,
0: everything. Okay. No, no, no. Oh. It was like, a, uh, oh. she hired the best teachers for each subject. Like she did like a whole hiring process to find the best teachers in each
1: subject that's incredible
0: yeah and we like it was extremely good that's how we got into into like like i think it was probably of one teacher because uh, you asked you didn't hear about you asked previously how did we get into science like all of us right and i i said that it was probably because my father was a research doctor and mm-hmm. my mother was a psychologist mm-hmm. but Actually now thinking about it, it was maybe a, a reason, but the other big reason is that we had just the most incredible biology teacher oh. who my mother has uh, hired. Um, he actually lives, I think maybe there. Oh, okay. You got to give
1: him on the podcast.
0: <laughs> maybe, yeah. Uh, so I think maybe that's that was one of the biggest reasons uh, because usually usually teachers make the, mm-hmm. mm, the students who they are. Mm-hmm. That's so, true, yeah. that's yeah. very true. That
1: happened with me with math class. Uh, I thought I was a dummy for a long time in school. Didn't think I was very smart. Was in special classes sometimes. I just didn't think I was. And then this fantastic math teacher started teaching math. And the way he told me math, I was able to digest it. And from being like this person that was on the back of the class, by the time I took my final exam for that, you know, for, for that, I was like number two
0: yeah you know so, ah, it's amazing what teaching is it
1: really is wow wow so okay, so interesting so so that is, and did that happen in your home uh the home teaching or I mean or or with all the student people all the teachers and stuff coming to your home or was that like a a place that you guys designed for this or
0: no, it was um our home oh your home okay yeah. I mean we had like rooms we were which were used focused okay, this. Like, okay. Uh, I think two rooms maybe were used okay. for this, but yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't at home.
1: Well, I didn't ask before. I was just thinking about that. You said that that's where it started now past your siblings. Were there other, uh, kids that were taking advantage no. of that? Okay. So just the family.
0: No, just the family. Okay.
1: Gotcha. Wow. Interesting. And then, uh, and then from there you, uh, between that and, you know, uh, tennis, you were beating up your brother. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. it was my sister. Oh, it was your sister. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <I'm, laughs> Oh man, how did we miss that? Okay, yeah, so she won most of the time, I guess, yeah?
0: She did, yeah, she was <laughs> five years older than me. She,
1: oh, oh, okay, so that was the difference, okay. Mm-hmm. That's what so made you strong, <laughs> getting ready for being the tennis player that you didn't realize you were, uh, tennis, that was something that you were brought into by your parents or is something that you just kind of picked up and just said, oh, i want to play tennis?
0: Mm, no, um, it was more like uh, I was, very uh hyperactive and that's how they they said okay you have to go somewhere okay
1: get that physical yeah. energy
0: out of you yeah right. definitely and then it was it was the tennis court which was the nearest i guess oh okay <laughs> well no I, I, like it wasn't like I, I chose tennis it's it was more like yeah i i started playing it, and then i i liked it so so it wasn't I like because
1: fo- football is generally what if people play here in europe they can't yeah wait.
0: no it was like i don't know why exactly mm-hmm. i don't know Next. i just it was just tennis. Okay. I, I think I played football as well, but then maybe I got gotcha.
1: you
0: I went to tennis. Okay.
1: Okay. And, uh, you were pretty good at that after a certain point.
0: Yeah. So, um, in terms of Hungary, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, could, um, I could got to like, I don't know, f- fifth best or like in the, in the five best in, in the country, wow. uh, in, in the age. Uh, but yeah, not, not like um, internationally. I started playing as a junior, but then I didn't go to the tour. Okay, to like the, um, the adult tour. I didn't. I didn't start.
1: Um, you didn't go because you didn't want to go. Or you didn't go because you, you, you your your skill set wasn't to that point.
0: So um, I would say uh, my skill set was my skill set had the potential to okay. go. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean. Others who were not as good as me started. Okay. Uh, but I I decided at like quite a young age around the age of sixteen that I, I just didn't want to. Okay. Um, okay. But I, I mean I'm not saying that if I I don't like that when people say I had a car a career that I had to give up. No, I I may had I may had a chance to to go to uh, the tour. Uh, it was a small chance but you know it's always a small chance mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. i decided not to
1: okay gotcha yeah. and it was cool that your parents let you make those decisions for yourself right because i mean yeah some parents man like i don't know man i think i i i'm a, I'm about to have a kid fairly soon
0: oh congrats. yes
1: thank you yes uh next month uh that should be the pop-out date so wow i get a chance to meet him yeah and uh, i always think to myself um i always was taught about this have you ever heard of the uh The, 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 10 year rule. No. Basically, if you do anything in life, right. And in order for you to master it, you must spend 10 years in the process of learning that thing, Mm -hmm. whatever that thing is. So, so for you, it's like tennis, right? If you focus on tennis for the next, for that point from six to 16, and that was your, you dedicated to that. Um, then you become the master of that based on that 10-year rule. It's been talked about. You might find it on the internet, people talking about it and stuff. So I always had that in the back of my mind, like, wow, you know, that that kind of...
0: But I guess it, it differs from, from like, domain, no? What, say that again? Like, it, it, I, I guess it differs from, like, area you go into. Does it? It has to. Does it? I think it has to. Like, there are okay, if you want to master uh, biochemistry, okay. I think that's a harder thing to do than if you want to master, um, I don't know, building, bi- building house. Uh, no, that's not but like, I don't know. All right. I yeah. think that has to be a, a difference.
1: Right. There's some things that just take longer to actually to master. Yeah. yeah, to master whole process. I mean, it's, yeah, it's Yeah, if yeah. you
0: want, let, let me give you an example. If you want to master the biochemistry of a cell mm. or if you want to master the biochemistry of a tissue it's okay. just i don't know thousands of times bigger so it has to be more you have to master the cell if you want to master the tissue you understand what i mean
1: okay but that's uh, that's discovery though right is that or is that uh, something that you know that just takes longer to learn
0: yeah but give me an example of this 10 year 10 year uh rule being applied to like
1: well let's just things. say piano Yeah. Right. You'd start playing piano at uh, six and you just stay dedicated to it, like brushing your teeth. Like every day, you know, you have to brush your teeth. Mm -hmm. So if you have the mentality of like you every day, you have to learn how to play your scales, how to play with your left hand, how to play with your right hand, how to play in major chords, minor chords, how to play sevens, how to play fifths, how to, you know what I mean? All the different aspects of it. Like as if it's just routine, right? Where it's not something that you feel like you have to do or can't, or, or, or you feel made to do. Just like brushing your teeth. No, but you know, as a kid, you don't ever want to brush your teeth, right? Your parents kind of do the process. If you if you put someone in that frame of mind where this is like what you will be doing for the next ten years, and they just know that's just part of their life. By the time they're sixteen, and they decide, or say seventeen or eighteen and decide to go out into the world and figure out what to do with life, there's one thing that they have that nobody can take away from them. And they can be a master at that because they have dedicated so much time to that, that they just kind of have that in their back pocket, even if they don't want to be that, you know, yeah. and, and it teaches them that. And then the other part of it is I always thought that it, it would teach them to know that if that's something they don't want to do, that when they do do something else, they know what it takes to make that work, because they've 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 dedicated that um, process already to something.
0: Yeah, I understand that, and and um, it's more like a it's more like a, a motivational thing to have the ten euro, mm-hmm. or it's more like a, mm-hmm. I don't know scientific thing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. W- which one is it?
1: Uh, no, I think. Uh, well, I don't even think it's scientific, really. Uh, you know, because it's mean, more I,
0: like a, it's more like a motivational thing to have in the back of your mind. Just how. How you
1: did it, right? Uh, well, no, I, I never did it. Just for the record, <laughs> for the record, I was not. I, I I think back, thinking that I wish I had that. I was self motivated. You know, I was. Uh, you know the term autodidactic? Yeah, of course. I was very autodidactic. I played like when I was thirteen, I played like four or five, maybe six different instruments, mm-hmm. right? And but only for the reasons because my dad had used to have his band play in our basement and my dad liked to have a lot of instruments around. So I always wanted to be like him and the people he played around. So I would just pick things up and just start playing it, you know? Um, and now you
0: wish you want new, like mastered one.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I, well, for me, this is
0: something I I, I think about a lot. Do you? Yeah.
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Like I think about a lot that I'm, I'm doing, um, multiple things and maybe I should just quit and focus on one mm. and be extremely caught up in this. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a hard choice to make. <laughs>
1: it is, especially since, cause the, the, on the flip of the coin, I learned that process of like say instruments, I kind of pulled over into other parts of my life where I learned other things, not greatly, you know, not, not like mastering, but I learned so many different other aspects of things that kind of put me in a position where I can live like currently <laughs> on the other side of the world and figure out a way to make it work yeah. and live and, and have all of these tools in my, you know, in my pocket. You know, when I go down to some of these, uh, I meet some of my friends and they say, oh, why don't you come out? And we go, drink, you, know, they, you know, have a party at night and then all of a sudden I'll see a piano sitting under there and I'll just sit down and I start playing it. Yeah,
0: i think that's always the case like should you for it's always like a decision you have to make focus yeah. on one thing yeah or be good at multiple things and have like this wide tool set yeah. As you said. yeah and yeah i think it's extremely interesting which which route people take and um this is something i think about a lot what should i really yeah
1: even now like uh i mean even because now you have a like you know kind of going into from tennis you stop playing tennis at 20 then you you know you're only 22 now so within this between 20 and 22 somewhere in between that you started a company
0: yeah but thing is that like I, okay so first I, st- I played tennis where on when I was playing tennis I was extremely focused on academics as well like I was I was studying a lot mm. and then I decided uh, to either go to university or to, to US to play tennis, college tennis, and and yeah, I decided to go um, try myself out in college tennis, and then uh, went back to, um, to 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 Hungary, mm-hmm. and I started med school. Mm-hmm. So I was always doing like I was doing uh, preparing for med school and playing tennis, and now I'm doing med school and building a company. So that's you know like always two things okay not not a lot i would i wouldn't say a lot but yeah always two things and i was always like you know hesitant should i should i do one thing uh completely uh, or should i do this you know two two things separately and there are many many pros doing both in the same time but there are many many contras as well sure yeah yeah it's it's a hard decision to make
1: yeah yeah you just said something else It just made me think uh you said when i went came back to hungary yeah where were you
0: yeah so i i went uh.
1: da, 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 da. like how i worded that <laughs> well, so where were you
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, by the way I, i'm not sure if i say this but when we had a conversation and then then you uh said okay let's do it in the podcast right and you know right, there are things that right. you already know well yeah but and it's <laughs> I gotta I gotta do it for the effect yeah. of it, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> Come
2: on. But it, 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 it's weird.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I went to Des Moines. Um, Des Moines. Des Moines, out of all places. Yeah, I went to um, Des Moines, Iowa, to uh, to study mm-hmm. um, to study uh, neuroscience and biochemistry for all, just only a semester because uh, I, I was go cool. I was going there for study the whole like do these two degrees. Mm-hmm. But um, I stopped after just a semester, uh, and that's why I meant I came back to Hungary. Okay, I went to Des Moines, was there for a semester, did not like the whole vibe of of
1: college. Oh, <laughs> and
0: then I, I, I thought you were gonna back. say you
1: didn't like the vibe of Des Moines. No, Des Moines, I love Des Moines. Okay, okay. Yeah. So wait a minute, were you playing tennis there too?
0: Yeah, I was playing college tennis on a scholarship, and that's how I could join the school
1: to that school. Oh, that so you were really good. You were a really good tennis player. In order for somebody to say, "Come over to Des Moines, uh, U.S. First time there, right?" Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I and, mean,
0: not first time, but like uh, I, w- I was uh, visiting schools before. Okay, that's the only way I c- I could get to uh, U.S. I was visit- visiting schools when I was applying for schools. Okay. So yeah.
1: Okay, gotcha. But so,
0: first time living
1: there. Okay. Sure. So you're so okay. So you went through the process of applying, and U.S. was was that the first? place you want to go did you always it's
0: want to go it's to always US? us when it when it uh, comes to playing uh, tennis from okay. from europe for sure okay it's always a decision of are you are you motivated enough and good enough to mm. start a tour mm-hmm. or are you motivated to do school mm-hmm. and play tennis then definitely us mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. are you motiv- motivated only to do uh, school and then you have other choices mm-hmm. as well. mm-hmm. but if you want to do school and tennis it's always 99% of the time it's US. Mm. They just have this incredible opportunity for for um, kids from from Europe.
1: Interesting. Your English awesome. Like really awesome. Uh living here for, you know, off and on as long as I have, um I hear variations of that and uh was it like was English taught in the fam- uh did, did your parents speak English?
0: Um not, not to me. <laughs> not to you. Okay. Yeah, they they knew how to speak, but we never spoke English.
1: Okay. So you picked it up like in school. You had to learn. It was that like your second language, or?
0: Yeah, I learned it school. Um, I guess, um, I guess it 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 comes from two things. Okay, maybe three. Okay. I learned I learned it as well. But um, when I was playing tennis, I was uh, going around the, the globe actually to, mm. to you know play tournaments. Okay and then I was using English a lot. Okay. Like when I was like 14, 16, I was using English a lot. I couldn't really speak well, but I was using it a lot. And then I went to, um then I just started using it for everything. Okay. Uh, and you know, like I was thinking usually in English when I was in Des Moines. Hmm. Uh, and the the accent, uh, I, I had a terrible accent. I still have a little bit of an accent, but I, I mean, not a little bit, I, I have an accent, but like I had a terrible accent. Hmm. And then in Des Moines, I think it, it was, it was getting better, better, mm-hmm. better. And, and since then I, like in my real life, I use English I think, as much as I use it. Hung- Hungarian.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's just so inter- international now. So. Right.
1: Right. And then also being like in the tech world, right? Yeah. It's, it's vital. English. It's all yeah. English.
0: I mean, everything we do, everything we do in the company in terms of like documents in terms of, you know, any kind of product mm-hmm. we make is in English. Okay. So I guess it's
1: Wow! Yeah, you know, I keep I keep bouncing back. I know I notice you keep looking back. Uh,
0: yeah, you know why? Because the like the um, reflection of of, of us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel you like it's it's somebody. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, oh, that's a ch- like, Oh, that's somebody. Else, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I feel like it's people. Somebody so like, there? Oh yeah. no, it's
1: just me. it should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's cool. I mean, what do you, uh, you? It's a nice vibe, right? Yeah. You like it?
0: Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's like. I would never think of it uh-huh. but now I'm here I feel like I'm I'm so much closer I'm I'm so much more free. Right That's on. That's what I think. Right on. That's what I feel.
1: Okay. I love it. That's is exactly, you know, um I, I I I stole this idea from like uh, as when I was playing music and I would play at like uh TV shows or that sort of thing. Um I one TV show we did was the Good Morning America show and they have a scene where they have a window facing the public and they could stand behind there and watch the performance inside that's being televised or anything else that's happening. So that's why I stole the idea from, but I thought exactly what you're saying. I love it. That's exactly what I want to hear because I want people to feel like they can be comfortable and be themselves and be somewhat up on a stage environment where they're just like talking to the world, you know? Yeah.
0: And it's like, it's weird because if you think about it, you are... You are next to like strangers, so it would maybe make you uncom- uncomfortable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at the same time, somehow it just feels it just Relaxing, feels that like you're right? free. Yeah, because like if if you had like a real uh, wall here, it would like okay, now I'm at camera mm-hmm. talking to someone, right? And we are making something, you're right? We don't know who but, they are yet. <laughs> yeah, but like now we it's it's more like we're free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. I, it was an amazing idea. Yeah,
1: thank you, thank you very much, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> um, all right. So let's see. 20. So 20, um, you, uh, tennis kind of took a back seat or a, you know, it kind of got away from that. And then you, well, uh, wait a minute. we go back. Des Moines. Yes. Mm-hmm. Des Moines. What was the, what was the, that was your first time living out of your, out of Hungary or mm-hmm. in, in another country in general? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, all right. So you've lived other places, it sounds like, too. Or,
0: uh, no, no. It was like, for, like, for real, for living somewhere, right. uh, it was the first time for, to be okay. uh, to be bro- living abroad. Okay. But I was traveling a lot okay. uh, because of tennis. Okay. So, so that's what I had to think. <laughs> okay,
1: gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> like, you know, right.
0: Like real living, uh, not, not at home. As well. Tennis
1: was a great vehicle for you then, right? I think
0: so, yeah. I think so.
1: You tra- how many places, I mean, how many countries do you think you went to just playing tennis?
0: Probably in the thirties, maybe. Really? Wow.
1: That's amazing, man. That's like a musician. That's a you know, when I think yeah. about being a musician
0: twenty thirty for sure, yeah.
1: Wow. And so that kind of that had to have an impact on you.
0: It for, did. Yeah. It it made me wanna stay home.
1: <laughs> oh really? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's not the answer I was thinking of. So so what well, yeah, but please elaborate. So Why? I mean, I would think that you would want to spend more time seeing more, but I guess it was an opposite effect for you.
0: Yeah, it was not like that brutal effect that I don't ever want to go abroad, but I I, like, especially when I was in in Des Moines, uh, I knew that I I just don't want to be away from Budapest. Okay. Wow.
1: Okay. Well, but I can't, I mean, I'm not from here and I love Budapest or Hungary for that matter. I think it's a pretty phenomenal a place to live. Um,
0: How did you come here?
1: Wow. Well,
0: Because you asked me, out of all places, why Des Moines? Right. Yeah.
1: It's a good question. Absolutely. (laughs) It's a great question. Um, I had a good friend of mine uh, at the time. He uh, was here already. He he was uh, American-Hungarian. And his grandfather was born in Budapest. Uh, He was in the military. He got out of the military. I met him shortly after that. And then he wanted to be a a, 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 a military of uh, uh,
0: U.S. Yeah, U.S. military.
1: Yes. And he got out and then he decided that he wanted to be a fireman. So he was going to study to be a fireman, Mm. like, you know, at some place in the U.S. And then this company came along and said, look, uh, do you still have your military credentials? And he says, well, why don't you work for our company? Because we want you to come work uh, in different parts of the world for our company that works for the military. Mm-hmm. And they so they generally hire ex-military people to do yeah. that, right? So he ended up um, traveling a bit, and then he ended up living, having opportunity to come to Hungary, where his grandfather was born. Mm-hmm. So he was like, oh, man, I got to I gotta see this. My grandfather's great. I got to see where he came from. So he ended up uh, coming here maybe uh, a year and a half before I did. And he would come to my, as a musician, I was traveling. I discovered Europe. Uh, one of the first places I went to was the U.K., Fell in love with Europe at that point, went from like a, one of those barges that take
0: what, what cars did you make? And trucks. What, I'm sorry. What did you make? Uh, I was
1: a musician. I was a keyboard player. Um vocalist. Uh I had helped produce this album. Uh I don't know if you see right here this album. I helped produce this album. Oh wow. And so I got uh credit for that. And then I was so much on the on the on the record on the music that they ended up asking me, do I want to tour with them? Because I was doing vocals and keys yeah. most of the time on it. And I was like, this is my chance to travel. So I said, absolutely. So I ended up traveling um, London, then I went to Paris and then I've been to, I played all the major festivals for like five, six years, Glastonbury festivals in the UK to North Sea Jasta festivals and Montreal Festival, and all these different shows. And I just fell in love with Europe. And then I went to other places, Japan and stuff, but Europe kept, that was like, oh yeah, I got to live in Europe. Yeah,
0: 100%. you mentioned that like, you fell in love, but what did you make you fall in love? What's with that? Your, what did you make Europe?
1: No, it was No, it was just a vibe, man. It was like, I really can't, I wish I could put my finger on it. I, I just felt like the energy, um, I'm so like a funnel when it comes to the energy of people and how they think and process things and what my eyes can take in and ears and all this. And out of all the countries, South America to, you know, um, you know, Asia to all different places. I, I just felt like Europe was closer to my heart, the feeling of it, the people, the, the, the interactions that I felt.
0: It's weird. For me, it's weird because you are so American. Yeah. And, and like, usually it's the other way around. Like uh-huh. Usually like people from here say that you go to America and you meet these incredible people who, who would just ask you, how are you doing?
1: Because
0: mm. <laughs> like here, you never do that. Sure. You know, it, it's like it, for for me it was the the best thing about America, uh or Des Moines, uh is that like it was just so everyone was so informal, you know, like
1: it's like friendly?
0: Yeah, friendly and, oh. and just got to talking in like one sec second yeah. and it was amazing. Oh. and and for you said that it felt closer to you, you yeah. know. Yeah in the same way you, you are so American. Am like,
1: I? Yeah? yeah, like yeah, I just boom, but a
0: yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, but I, lo- I will love it that you, yeah. you like it
1: here. Yeah, maybe it's, I don't know. I, you know. But that's the thing. When you were talking about people, normally, like, uh, well, like, you can't, for me, like, you can't put Europe in a box and say everybody's the same in Europe, right? Yeah. So, so, like, maybe London is different than. Paris or, or Hungary, I should say. I mean, or, or uh, you know, the, the countries are different. Yeah. And the people that surround those places are different. Um, Stockholm, Sweden, you know, all these different places. But when I came to Hungary, um, it was a culture shock for me because I had already done Europe. But when I actually got here, I didn't start in Budapest. I actually went to a, a small town, two and a half hour drive outside of Budapest in an area called Somoji County. Mm-hmm in a town called Kapishvar, mm-hmm, which was, I didn't even, I have footage of me with recording myself trying to say the name of these c- cities or towns or villages. Impossible. I butchered the name of all of them because I just couldn't pronounce anything. Um, but when I went to, oh, I can give you so many examples of things that just took me back. Um, sitting down in a restaurant uh, in Kapeshvar and only a few of us in there and I'm eating by myself. Because my friend had to work or something, and I had to, you know, I'm in this town, I got to do something. And uh, and I'm sitting down, and I'm, I'm finishing, and the lady that was there, beautiful lady, look, you know, that was waiting on me, didn't speak any English, but she kept smiling. I kept smiling back, and then when I was ready to finish, she just kept looking at me and smiling, and I'm thinking, okay, she's going to bring me my check at some point. And, she, like, for an hour, she never did. And I thought, oh, okay, I guess, you know, I don't know why she's not, you know, she's but she's very kind, so I knew you know maybe she's just, i don't know i didn't know what to think and then i realized uh, after a while um that you have to ask for the check at that point and i was like <laughs> oh i got to ask for it okay and i'm the last one in there you know and i'm thinking wow they're not going to close this place until i'm gone you know and and i mean moments like that seem kind of like maybe normal to some people or just you know trivial or whatever but for me it was like and it was a moment that told me like i'm in a different place where different mindset, different rules. I remember once I saw a family in the middle of the night, uh, standing uh, at a stoplight in Kapashvar, and I, and there's no streets, no, no. you know, have you ever been to Kapashvar? Yeah. 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 M- m- winter, nobody's out there. There's no police, you know, you don't see police cars, you don't see that stuff. Middle of the night, and they're waiting for the light to turn, the, the uh, walking light to turn green before they cross the street. And I thought, this is crazy. It's a family. It's the middle of the night. Why don't you just cross? There's nobody, nobody's going to do anything. There's nothing here. There's nothing. And it just made me think about mentality, like mindset. You know, um, first place I ever went. I'll have to give you one more story. I had some clothing that I was. Uh, uh, I had this one button that kept popping off. And I just never could understand why, but it kept popping off. And so I decided, well, let me go to the mall and have them fix it because I didn't know any places to go. So I went to the mall. And I remember there's this place where these ladies had, like, uh, they had clothing, but they also fixed things. And so I walked in. And, again, very seldom at that point no one spoke English, and I didn't speak Hungarian. Still don't. Kichibeslek (laughs) Majoru, for my Hungarian family out there. Um, uh, And so I went in, and I tried to explain, like, I need this button fixed. And she's like, okay, just leave it here. Give me, uh, I'll do it. And so I left, got something to drink. I came back. And then she fixed it. And then I went to pay her and she's like, No, 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 no. And I was like, What do you mean? I gotta pay. She says, like, No, 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 no. Like, that's no problem. And I was like, Wow, that's so nice. That you could that could never happen in LA. Like people would always you would, you know what I mean? You'd pay. Yeah. And if it if it was something that happened once, I'd be like, She was a nice lady, but it happened two more times. And it just made me say to myself, Wow, I love this. Because it's, it's like
0: so Amazing. Like how like one lady from a mall fixing a button can, can make someone move because it like, it was one of the reasons he moved.
1: Right. Well, no, no, I lived here already at that point. I, I stayed oh, for not, a year not, that time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I stayed a year that time, but, but it was, <laughs> but it was one of those things that made me appreciate yeah this part of the world. And, um, and it was interesting. You said people don't smile or generally like, you know, say hello that sort of thing. Is yeah. that what you were saying? There, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. I have a different take on that. Um, because I'm quite the opposite, right? I, 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 when I get on a tram or something, or if I see somebody, you know, I make eye contact. Yeah. You know, I, I smile, I say hello, and a lot of times, some people are kind of taken back by it. <laughs> But then, I can imagine. yeah, you know, yeah, there's just, just yeah, a, yeah. this this uh, very tall um, Afro. Uh, they don't know I'm American, but Afro guy coming, you know, You're yeah, <laughs> saying, on you know, you know, it just kind of takes them back, you know. But 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 the reactions I generally get are positive. They respond in a way like uh, "hello" or "wow" or you know, and, and and all ages, all ages. Now, naturally, sometimes I get where. Who well, are you looking at me kind of stuff, but it doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my mentality has always been, I'm always going to be me. Yeah. You know? So uh, yeah, that was a long winded answer.
0: No, I mean, that's, that, that's exactly what I was like asking. Like mm. how, how could, cause like when, when you're talking about like with Hungarians, you talk mm-hmm. about the U S is the first thing that comes to mind is how like friendly people are Mm -hmm, people are mm -hmm. and that's what you want to experience as a culture shock Mm -hmm. that's just that's how he said and to have it the other way around that Mm. you would like this here i'm I'm very interested why Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah it, it um
1: Now, now, now Uh, there's some some guys I met that were Americans that played like, I knew a lot of guys that played basketball here that were Americans and some kind of way they would find me and then I would show them around Hungary because I somehow in a way became the ambassador of of Hungary because I had traveled in so many different places throughout Hungary. Uh, I came to Budapest and we would stay at a hotel not too far from here and I would show them places, places to go and all that, you know, and a lot of those guys, homesick, completely homesick. They would not eat anywhere but McDonald's here, <laughs> you know, like they just weren't, you know, and I was like, how? I mean, you're in a foreign country. You got to live, like enjoy what's happening here. But some people felt that way, which brings me to the thought pattern of like, you said people are so nice to you when you are in Des Moines, yet you still say, I wish I was back home. So what was that process? Like,
0: you yeah, know. Th- there were so many things I, I loved about Des Moines and being in Des Moines, but there were much more things that i just didn't like uh but not about des moines okay not about the u.s it was mainly two things one is uh is just being homesick okay i loved it here okay and the other one is that i would like college is not the same as university in hungary like college is more like a like like a fun kind of four years right right in hungary it's more like a more like a, that kind of six years, you know.
1: You have to study, study. You study, have to focus, study, focus,
0: focus, focus, Exactly. Mm. And then I, and I was ready for that. I was ready. Okay, this is my six year or four year doesn't matter. That I have to sit down, study, get huge amount of information in my brain, and become a better person. Mm. Then I went to the U.S. and you know studying three hours maybe a, a, a week to get everything done perfectly. And then it was just, it was a, it was a great experience to, to be there. But in the same time, I was feeling, okay, this is, um, this is, this might be extremely good for me, but Mm -hmm. this is just not what I, I, I I was waiting for as a, as a Hungarian Mm -hmm. uh, student, Mm -hmm. because in Hungary, that's how you like that. That's normal to, to go to university. And it's, the hardest process, probably, mm, mm. in your life, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. in in terms of, you know, studying and then getting information in But But uh, in the same time, it's extremely good because you meet new people, you have loads of new friends, but but in in, in the US, I didn't feel that way. So that's why this was the biggest reason I, I said, okay, I, I don't want to.
1: Do you think, uh, Ameri- do you, uh, when you went to school there, do you think that the uh, Americans or the people that were going, I mean, most of them were American, right? That were at the school? primarily or with a lot of my uh, my close uh like like local friends mm-hmm. were not okay
0: because everyone like it was the tennis team okay so everyone in the tennis team were like away from, from sweden two guys from sweden one guy from serbia cyprus um a guy from, from the us um uh uk so yeah uh in, in Des Moines. yeah because it was tennis team it was a very international tennis team,
1: right? But I mean, uh, but you
0: went to school there. Yeah, but this, still, because I, I was school there, I met a lot of uh, American people. Uh, but the, my closest the you people know, you hung out with, yeah, were okay. not really oh, from U.S.
1: Okay, yeah. And did did you could you con, like because I I would think like I didn't realize how hard school is here. Like you in high school, like we have four years. Right? Mm-hmm. Freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. First, uh, ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th. Yeah, Here you have six years.
0: In, in high, high school. school? Depends, you could have four years as well.
1: Okay. What, why some four, one, six, or some six?
0: So it's either, it's always from from going to school to uh, like doing your final exams, it's always 12 years. But you can decide if you want to go to uh Four-year elementary school mm. and eight-year high school, six-year elementary school, six-year high school, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or eight-year elementary school, four-year high school, mm. which is the most common. But you can do either one.
1: I
2: see.
0: You have like four-year high schools, you have six-year high schools, and you have eight-year high schools, mm-hmm. and that's how it works. I see. But it's it doesn't really make a difference. At so the end of the day, you study the same thing every time.
1: I see. Wow, so th- would you say that the, the, the kids in Des Moines or the people that go into school in Des Moines, any of the Americans that you dealt with, do you think that their uh, mindset for study was uh, as strong? Or did you run into people that were like you? Like the Americans, no, I'm yeah, just curious. Yeah, a couple,
0: of- a couple, yeah? yeah. Okay. But like it was such a, a different, like um, I think it's it's different in terms of like age. Okay. I think they, they do this later, mm. they do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure at the age of 22 or 21 but it just when i was there i was ready to because at the age of 18 here you go i'm talking about math school because that's what was my route what my route was but here you go into age of 18 age of 19 maybe you go you study 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 okay you have fun as well but mm-hmm. yeah and then i was ready for that and then i went there and i think it comes a little later which okay is, which i think might actually be good like i
1: Get the fun out of your system yeah. and then actually take yeah. school seriously. At that yeah. Point. And
0: maybe you have a better, uh, like this is what I hear a lot. I hear, I heard this from my brother as well. I heard this from many, many people that starting math school in Hungary at the age of 18 is just not a good idea. Like mm. it's, it's, it's very hard. Mm. And I started later at the age of 20. Um, and then, you know, it's, Everyone said it's going to be easier, and it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I have the my my frontal lobe is is uh formed enough developed. to understand, sure. developed enough right. to understand that this is something I have to understand, I have to study, and it's not like you know, I, I'm i never gonna use it ever. Because mm. when you're small, that's what you say to math, and I'm not gonna use it ever. But yeah, as you develop, I think you, you can take things more seriously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's what that was the main problem for me in the mm. moment, which is, I think it, it's because of the cultural difference and not not any kind of um, critique of the system.
1: I see. You don't seem like a, a person that binges very much on uh, ac- alcohol or or, or or that lifestyle, um, or did you? I mean, I, you seem like a person that was like, like more laid back, not as much of a party or more focused I on had, sports and school. I had a couple of and...
0: years when I was into that, yeah. yeah yeah i was i had a couple of years when I was very into um going out but um here or yeah here okay and, and in like i i went out the morning as well but it was over by the age of nineteen twenty 19.
1: wow a couple of years
0: yeah just like two two years maybe okay. three years yeah
1: yeah, wow,
0: but aki like, was like completely like um natural, okay, yeah, I yeah. just didn't I was not interested in it anymore.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, brothers and sisters all like, uh, were they people, did they party at all? Like, uh, I think
0: the same as me.
1: Okay. Very s- structured family. It seems like, uh, you would, you would think it's, 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 yeah. uh, from, from
0: up, right? Yeah. <laughs> not, not ever. Interesting. Yeah. I could, I could like, just to give you an example. Um, when I was, uh, searching for high school, um, i got a good score so i could i could go to good schools mm-hmm. uh, i just didn't want to i i like i like the school um and then i decided to go there and my my parents were okay absolutely like do that later like at the last minute i decided to go to another school which is better but it doesn't really make a difference because they they were completely supportive of it and also they were extremely supportive of of not really paying attention to academics uh, from the age of I don't know, 12 to, to 16. I was really into tennis at that time and they were completely supportive. It. Mm. They said, okay, it's, it's fine. This is how um, you should do what you love. But in the same time, somehow it guides you to, to uh, to the same place without any control whatsoever.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and everybody in your family has, uh, you feel has benefited from that mindset or that lifestyle
0: yeah uh, uh, me I, I feel that way that they did okay. um yeah okay you might have to ask that <laughs> but this is how i feel definitely no i
1: hear you. wow that is so cool man i, I love hearing this you know because uh the approach you know you, you, it reminds me i had a friend of mine who was a drummer when we were kids uh he was a drummer his father was from uh now I know like the continent of Africa, I don't know exactly where, and his mother was a uh, uh, European or something, but they lived in a really nice house uh, somewhere in, in LA. And I remember when they were growing up as kids and I would go to their house, <coughs> they were all just brilliant people. You know, they had about a family of six two, I think three girls, three girls, maybe six, six or seven.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And all of them would sit down, like if they were watching a TV show, for instance, they would watch there was a show I forget. It was called Kung Fu. I don't know if you even heard about this show, but it was a show. I know
0: Kung, Kung Fu, like the martial art. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. David Carradine was the star of the show. Um, Bruce Lee was supposed to star. And, you know, there's a Baxter in there that I shouldn't know, I used to I'm do olden- Kung Fu. Did you? <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> He said, after my sister was kicking my ass off. And, <laughs> I wanted to Fu for had to be next. Yeah, no, um, yeah that's cool, man. Um, I, I love martial arts, by the way. I'm a big fan of it. I wish uh, if I had life to live all over again, I probably would have physically been in that space somehow. But <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and, and so he, uh, so th- th- they would have like, if you, the show was always about a message within the show, it wasn't about just fighting, although every show had a system where he they had to, he had to fight somebody and beat them. But it was more about what the mindset was and to teach. Um, It was a, a relationship between the master who had apparently had died already, but he had memories of what the master would say. And he was like the traveler that would go different places and find themselves in these predicaments. But he would also have these teachable moments. And so after any of these shows, they would sit back and they would analyze the show and the meaning of what these words meant to each of them. And we were all like in high school or junior high, you know, and I would was blown away because I never had that, that type of intellect around me. I just was just mindset. And I so when you talk, I think you probably had the same energy that was happening where, okay, so brothers and sisters, they, you know, bicker and do all these other things, but there had to be moments in time where you had conversations that were probably um, I would consider unusual, but probably insightful in making you who you are today.
0: Yeah, I, I think definitely. And also how, I think the biggest part was that um, I couldn't uh, emphasize more than my, my parents were extremely liberal. Like they didn't want to do any kind of hard decisions. They would want to influence maybe to not do very stupid things, but, but just. Leave it, leave it to you, mm. and that you would learn that you made a mistake. Definitely, mm-hmm. like I, I forgot to go to my, um, to my application to the school, for example.
1: You forgot what's that again?
0: So, like, because we were not controlled and we were, we were doing uh, everything on on our own, basically. Okay. Um, I applied to this high school, and I missed the date of oral exam. Okay. By one day. Mm. So I, I didn't go, uh, I went the next day in a suit and and it was, sorry, it was yesterday. Uh, so, so yeah, it's like, I learned from it. Oh, I see. Now I have a calendar. Oh, interesting. (laughs) So they, they, they didn't tell you that it was. And they would never, never say that. Okay. What, what did you just do? They would say, yeah, I mean, it happens. I've done the same things.
1: But they would let you live and let live. They never, did they ever discipline you guys? like yeah like- to a
0: level but i mean okay i'll give you an example so you understand uh when i was in in like uh, elementary school second part so like sixth grade mm-hmm. seventh grade uh there was a mother um who was criticizing uh like how my mother thinks about nurturing and stuff by a lot like like huge stuff like sending emails, writing to the school and everything because I was, I I could make mistakes that others didn't like, I, I, yeah. And then, and then it turns out that it it is the, it it was beneficial for us. Hmm. So yeah, it was, I think it's a, it's a very good thing that I, I I got at a a young age Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I want to do the same for when I'm, I'm in that position.
1: Do you plan on having as many kids as you have siblings?
0: Uh, I plan on uh, it's it's a good question because uh, if I think the single best thing to do for for your child uh, is to have this big family
2: mm-hmm.
0: like this the biggest gift mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. but in the same time it's it's extremely hard so like hands down to my my parents because like not just the other day my mother told me that he from the age of 22 until the age of 44. She has not slapped an eye through. Wow. It's 20 20x years.
1: Wow. Okay. That makes sense because you have all these siblings yeah, and everybody she, has
0: a need. She had, yeah. And she had a small kid from the age of 20 until the age of 44. Mm. Like not with any kind of pause. Every time there was one who was small and who was trouble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's, I mean, it's uh
1: it's beautiful. Yeah.
0: But it's like um it's something you have to you have to think about.
1: Yeah. Respect that, man. Wow. And your parents uh still together. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, my parents got divorced when I was 6, 7. Mm-hmm. 3 on one side, 3 on the other. Divorce, married, divorce, married, divorce, married, divorce. Yeah. It's crazy. 3 on Yeah. My mom was married three times and divorced. My dad was married three times. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's when I look, when I look at it, I'm like, wow, it's crazy. Um, So, but no, I I think there's something to be said about um, uh, a family that sticks together and, and then the kids see that as an example. And then when you get, when you grow older and when you look for your mate or what have you, there's certain values that you already know you have in you that is just kind of
0: yeah, and also it's it's such a good gift because um, you asked me if I want to have um, like that amount of children. So I think it's really the biggest gift you can give to your child to have many siblings. But in the same time, since my, mother, my, my parents did it now, like there are already, I don't know, f- 15, um, like nephews and nieces. Oh, right. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter anymore because they have, you know, it's like, so they have kind of siblings. So, 40, so.
1: very cool, man. Wow. This is quite the interesting conversation for me. You know, I, I, I never, I didn't want to, um, I wanted to kind of figure out, you know, I knew what I wanted to touch on conversation wise with you. Um, but, uh, kind of, in I don't want to say impromptu, but just kind of like really understanding you. Cause I really have a lot of respect for, um, you know, what you've, shown me so far, like with, um, you know, your business savvy, um, your entrepreneurial mindset, uh, some of the things that we had talked about, your, you know, we talked about your tennis and, you know, living in, you know, us and all these different things and coming from your, and, and, and all of these things and you're only 22, right. To me, that's like a really, it's very impressive and it just shows like the mindset that you are driven um, whether it be something that you've always had in you or something that uh, you, you were um, inspired by someone around you, whether it be your mom and dad or, or people around you or, or, or a, a combination of all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's an, an unusual trait to for me to see someone in that space. And so I have some, so much respect for that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and and it makes me even more interested, just a curiosity in my own mind, even though, um i am much older than you i still find that inspiring you know
0: well yeah. so let me tell you something uh in my mind uh i feel like it's, it's gonna sound weird i feel like i am already 22. So like i'm always you know like speeding okay i feel like i'm already 22 and and uh but I you feel- are 22. yeah but like i'm, I'm feeling like instead of I'm only 22, I'm feeling like I'm already 22. Oh,
1: I see what you mean. Like, like, like time is should have, Should
0: have, should have done more, you know? I understand. And that's just an always hustle and mm. always, always um, mm. speeding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's not a good trade to have, I think, in terms of <laughs> happiness, I guess. Okay. So, you know, it's not a good trait to have that you are never um, feeling, um, you know, like success, I guess.
1: Okay are you are you would you say you're generally happy or are you yeah of course yeah okay.
0: but not because uh, of of these um things that i'm doing it's okay. more like because of you know my my personal relationships. but so it's like it's always um you notice that for for some people things yeah so I, i'll put it this way you, you get to a level of of uh fulfillment in a di- everyone gets to this fulfillment level in different uh like level Mm -hmm. you understand Mm -hmm, Yes. like for some people this this fulfillment is perfect enough yeah and as I know myself as long as I have uh it doesn't really matter Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's never ending sorry you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I don't think that's I I know I have that trait in me and that's why I I think I can like deal with it but it's not the best trait to have I think
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah well
0: I see someone who is 19 and and has done this and that and I envy
1: and they're, and they're comfortable being where they're at, at that age, you mean? That as
0: well. I envy that as well. But I'm I'm using the right word, right? Envy. Yeah, envy. Because I'm not jealous. No, I, I understand. I, like, I, I, mm-hmm. I respect that I envy that, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I should have that. So, mm-hmm. uh, because I know there's a huge uh, difference between jealous and envy, right? Yes. Yeah. So I envy that, um, you know, the, the one who is 20 years old and perfectly... Okay with
1: content with yeah, the situation. But I
0: also envy the one and extremely envy the one who is twenty years old and, and, and has done more than I did. I see. So it's like a mm-hmm. you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I can deal with now because I know that I had I have the trait and it's not really gonna change. Mm-hmm. So it's
1: yeah. Yeah. You that's know, think that's well, cool, man. Yeah, I, I yeah, I understand. I I I, I was the same. I, I thought I was going to be the star like superstar, like my own music out, my own album, all that stuff Um, at a young age. uh, When I turned 27 and it didn't happen yet, I was like, oh, this is terrible. You know, I'm like, I failed. I basically failed and I'm nowhere close to it. And, uh, but, um, and, you know, I never actually reached the goal that I had in my mind that I wanted to reach, Um, but, uh, but, so so driven in that space, I, I, uh, like you, it sounds like you're self-driven as an individual to reach these goals. And you don't need somebody to encourage you or to push you to be what you want to do. Oh, yeah. You know, you're just that person. I've always been self-driven as well in that space. Um, took a lot longer than it generally would take. and I, And again, I don't feel like I've reached it. But at the same time, I feel like that energy of being self-driven never goes away anyway.
0: Yeah, and that's why people say that you have to enjoy the journey instead of the destination. A hundred percent. But it's hard to do, isn't it's it? It's hard
1: to do, man. <laughs> it's hard. It really is because you're focused. You're, yeah, you're, and
0: it, sometimes yeah. when you don't um, do the journey, that's when you understand. Mm-hmm. Like when, um, do you have this when you're on vacation and then you just miss, uh, I guess, working or doing productive things? And that's why, you know, okay, you, you, you actually love the journey.
1: 100%. I, I, my first real vacation, besides as a kid going with my family yeah. vacations as an adult, first real vacation happened, um let's see, it was from 17, uh, maybe 32, 33.
0: First, first week, uh, vacation, you mean like when you decided, okay, I want to rest and go and have these two weeks off?
1: Yeah, I met some friends up in Brazil. We hung out. We had uh, went to uh, uh, Impanema and uh, Copacabana, those whole areas, and we hung out. That was my first like legitimate vacation. But I will also say that being a musician, I felt like life was a vacation. Yeah, I mean, it was work, but I always felt like I was going different places, able to see a lot of things, yeah. similar to you playing tennis in different places, but you were not young enough you were too young to really kind of enjoy yeah uh, yeah i was yeah that process but i mean yeah i mean i i it, it, that was kind of like so maybe that was like i don't know maybe that's not a good example but yeah anyway yeah that was my first time even vacationing but yeah i just think um i don't know i think that uh i have another question for you i just I was just thinking of my my, my now my mind is going to different places <laughs> cuz i want to think about so many things um, firing <laughs> yeah you know um you, um, tell, tell me how you got from tennis. Cause that's where we left off before the thing record, sound yeah. recording from tennis at 20 to now you're 22 and you have this company that you've actually started called uh VUVU. And, uh, and oh, t- tell me, first of all, tell me a little bit about the company. Like where wh- did the inspiration coming from, from a medical student, a person that is into this, Space to be able to decide to design an app that you want uh, people around the world to have access to and to better their lives. I'll let you kind of explain it further.
0: Yeah, so uh, first of all, how it came, um, it truly really came from me being a student. Um, Vuvu, um, in one sentence, helps students to memorize information. So as a medical student or as a, as a student in, in Des Moines, it, it was a hard process to do memorization. Uh, it's always is i mean it's i think one of the worst not for me but like it's probably the the one that students don't really enjoy you know factual knowledge and um and yeah i I did some digging on how they they do that and how i should do it and then i found just this amazing thing that there are two techniques two memorization techniques that are proven to be the best ones and i've never heard of it before Hmm. Uh, and it's just weird, isn't it? That there are two techniques, just that, just two, two techniques, not, and it, nothing else comes into uh, doesn't
1: come close to these two techniques close. that work. Yeah. okay.
0: I'll, I'll maybe go into a little bit about <laughs> it, but um, that that just work, you know. Um, and you have like tricks, memory tricks, and memory. Uh, you know, when you say you have to connect things together, I think you have heard of it. Mm-hmm. Th- these are tricks, uh, not really sustainable methods when it comes to thousands of information. But in terms of uh, methods, there are two methods. It's output from every other. And I was amazed that th- this this is there and I, I'm not using it. And then I did some more why why didn't I use it? And why didn't other, others use it? And that's when I... Stumbled upon this
1: actually you said did you start using it to realize that it worked before you
0: no I actually did not so you so you heard about it i read it I read the study read about it okay I read the studies that it works I okay. read a book okay. as well I read a couple of books actually mm-hmm. uh and, and it was but it was you know it's like Ferrari goes with three fifty kilometers per hour and the the Suzuki goes with hundred like it's it it's not even which one you want to drive if, if you are going to drive fast, the Ferrari, mm-hmm. like it was mm-hmm. that simple.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that was like, why don't students use these? And it was, uh, and I did some more digging digging and it pretty, like it was one thing that tends to come up with, it was um, how hard it is to actually put it into your learning process. Okay. And it, it, it's clear. So using these techniques was pretty clear that it's hard to do. It's very effective, but it's hard to implement and that's what that's when i started uh focusing on helping students to implement these techniques and at the end of the day it's a pretty simple solution but uh it's it's like a, i would say it's a pretty simple approach but it's long and and not really a key term termination when it's done okay you know? so that's what we are working towards for the last two years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to to you know create a a chance for students to to use these methods for any kind of learning
1: mm-hmm. using technology to kind of bridge the gap between the methods exactly and, okay
0: <laughs> bridge the gap that's exactly what we are using at our pitches no sir <laughs> yeah bridge the
1: I can write your pitches then, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah bridge the gap so yeah um, and just you know everyone knows best methods active recall space repetition. Not really important what these are. The, the most important thing is that they are best used with flashcards, mm. memory cards. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing, the question on the other side is answer. And the big problem, the the why don't students use this is because it, it takes significant amount of time and energy to create flashcards. Right. So that's in, in one sentence the problem. Mm. So we have made it pretty much automatic to turn uh, your notes, your textbook, your diagrams, your anatomy stuff, mm. anything into flashcards, pretty fast. Mm. And we are constantly, you know, working towards how we can how we can move forward with, with it, how we can make it even more seamless and
1: smooth. Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, that's the that's the um, company's vision.
1: I see. Yeah, I was under the impression initially that it was for like teaching medical students how to, or or giving an aid to medical students to be able to learn faster using the techniques. But now I'm understanding that it's for anyone that needs to learn um, a high degree of information um, that they used general, you know, basic, you can almost say primitive to these days, right? I mean, compared to what you guys have of uh, flashcards or something to learn something. Well, it's more like,
0: yeah, it it is, it is, it could be used anywhere, Mm. but really when you when you want to make a business you know hit off or Mm -hmm. or, um or start basically you have to find your first target market Mm -hmm. and you have to find the ones that would actually be uh, would benefit the most and that's why now it has it has pivoted towards medical students and stem students science students so yeah that's how we started but yeah we have many ideas and and uh, and ambitions to Mm -hmm. go to other markets as well
1: Um, When you first, um, when 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 did you actually launch? Twenty
0: twenty two, March.
1: March twenty twenty two, and then prior to that, how long did it take Mm -hmm. to develop the application for it to be uh, 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 to be ready for launch?
0: It's never a Nick story to develop an application, but uh, I would say that when it was something that is that could be used.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: at some yeah, level. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, three to five months. Okay. But it was it was not was good. It,
1: was it hard to uh, launch knowing that you were, so there were some things that you wanted to, because you sound like a perfectionist to me almost, you know, you sound like you're...
0: Um, so the developing part in the beginning, uh, we'd, we did it with an outside company. So it was much easier than if we, we would have done it ourselves. Mm-hmm. But then uh we knew that we are not able to raise good money with with doing it outside company. So we moved everything in house. Mm. And that's hard. Okay. That's extremely hard. And uh and I cannot list you the mistakes I've done. Uh and that I would have done differently. And now I in the next era of this company I will do differently. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just um you think it you think it's easy. Um into be like I thought it was I mean you have a good idea you have a couple of things that you you had to put together and then you just launch and it's like our product in terms of what it's for it's much better than the competition mm-hmm. like I can say that in like without any kind of you know like ego it's for what we are building it it's it's better mm-hmm. but turns out it's not you have to find what you're building for you know mm. and if that is not correct the the market will not respond and that's what happened with our first launch we were building something for the thing that we were we thought we were building it for it was a good product for that but turns out the need is somewhere here
1: interesting ah
0: and and it's usually not the the product that you, it's not the the actual product that you're building is not good mm-hmm. it's usually the you know the need that you didn't specify
1: i see and that's what
0: happened with our first launch.
1: Okay. And how were you able to um, clarify what that need was?
0: Because usually when you, you miss the need, you miss the aim of the need, usually there are like people who, who are in, the, in both and who, who you just nailed the need of. Okay. Th- those are called early adopters. And, and to working with them and understand why the others did not, you know, retained or did not really get into it is how you can i think i think grow so like we we've done many ux uh, like interviews with with users and stuff and we just figured out a couple of ways but it's still when you don't have really much money as a startup you have to gamble Mm. yeah so if i had you know millions and millions of dollars to start we would not have an application out yet because we had the money to 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 uh to burn before making many mistakes.
1: What is that? Actually, a formula for disaster as well, don't you think? Like in other launching, words, if
0: you launching late.
1: No, no, no. Having um, millions of dollars to put out something that you think that you can make right without having the testing ground that initially got you to realize that you know what this didn't work well for this situation. Uh, th- this application, we launched it. It didn't do very well because these people's said they' they're the early adopters, but then these others kind of showed us that we needed to go in a different direction yes
0: definitely but there is, I, I think there is um, there is a way that it, it it is meant to be like this that early startups don't have much money and then you get more money as you grow uh, but it's just a gamble like now it's I like I cannot do a b tests on features because I don't have the money for so I have to decide from a couple of interviews do A or B without, you know, having data on which one works. And as you grow, you have m- like every single feature of LinkedIn or Facebook is definitely A-B test. Like there is no feature that is not not A, B, C, D, E. Exactly, right. But as of now, we really have to, you know, like think a lot about, okay, which route to go because we don't have a second option or second chance uh really so yeah that's that's i think the hard part okay and and it's not just hard it's uh, i think it's a lot of um luck not really luck but like if you if you hard if you do hard enough you're gonna find your luck eventually but yeah you you really have to be extremely um like mm, not narcissistic and egoistic about your product because if you if you sit down and you see the numbers they're not good Mm -hmm. you have to okay why they are not good and don't try to make them good Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that's what we did with our first launch. Mm -hmm. and we just launched a second like we have released a huge update like two weeks ago Mm
1: -hmm. so Uh, one one point
0: three point oh three point oh yeah okay i mean we have been developing it this is the like the biggest change so far i see and um and yeah, we are waiting for numbers. If they're good, we're very happy. If they're not good, we're gonna go back to, you know, finding out how to, because the problem is there, that's for sure. The need is there. Okay, gotcha. But we have to, you know, find, find a track. And that's what we believe that we're gonna eventually get to it <laughs> because that's how our approach is.
1: How do you interact with, uh, from the earlier adopters to the current users? Like, how, how do you know what their needs are? Yeah, so
0: three things. First is service, whoever churns, we we send a survey, a couple of feedbacks we get from there. It's really uh, fascinating how you think a survey should have thousands of replies to be relevant. Five replies. Interesting. Five replies. Because, like, it's weird. I didn't think it, but like, five to ten replies, you already get a pattern. I see. But maybe if you don't have a pattern, you have a couple of ideas that you can work on. And you're okay, this is something. Mm. So when you think you don't have enough users to do surveys, that's like one of the things I, I learned because I thought that someone told me to do surveys and you have a couple of thousand, maybe tens of thousands of users, maybe 10 or 20, we'll fill them out. Why the heck should we do surveys? Mm. And yeah, you should do it because like just one feedback would could make a difference.
1: Could make all the difference. Yeah.
0: Interesting. So that's one, one thing. Uh, we do many interviews. So like, get them down on the on the, on the zoom okay know. cool wow. tell me tell me what think tell me how you how you would do that mm. what did you feel like why did you stop using why did you continue using and stuff like this mm. there are many ways to do interviews very well and the third one is is uh data okay so anything you get from the data that you can figure out exactly why but it's it's hard as well like you have to def- let's say in our case uh we do, cura- uh, we do user generated user generated content instead of curated content. Okay. So it's like either you are having Instagram Instagram pre filled with many reels, or you let users to create their own reels. It's mm. completely different. I will give you a great example. You know these audiobook um, apps. It's the like huge thing now that you have books that are like fifteen minutes.
1: Yeah, that you listen to. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh.
0: And those are usually curated. Those are usually put up by the by the app themselves. They have like a a team who is working on on uh, content, you know. Okay. Like you usually get these up. And you cannot go most of these app, you can go as Ray mm-hmm. to upload uh, a book summary of yours of yours. Okay. You understand? There's a the difference between user generated and curated content. And in our case, we do user generated, so we allow them a software to, to to turn anything into your own content. Okay. But it takes a lot of you know motivation and effort in the first part to start making your. It, it's always easier to have already made content for you. I see. And that's why it's hard to differentiate ourselves from from apps that are that have curated content.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: You know, so it's like it's the you have to and. Sometimes data is not enough for that. That's okay. why we have to make interviews. I see. Because it's huge differences. So yeah.
1: And uh, these interviews, do they contact you like uh do they just reach out to you saying, "Look, um I have a problem. Can you fix it?" Or is it a situation where they that that you just find them? I mean, it's like a how, how does that It's a you know, like for me <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, you know, <laughs> no, it's
0: just, Somebody just, he, he was fascinated by the concept. Oh, I
1: love it. Cool, man. I love it. Um, so uh, oh, for all my listeners, by the way, we have a window. I don't know if you're listening to the whole podcast or not. I don't know. even know how long we've gone so far. It's, it's been fun, though. Um, we have a window where people are walking up and down the streets of uh, one of the major streets in the Buddha side of Budapest. Uh, and It's beautiful. To see people stop and enjoy the moment. You know what I think I want to do sometimes? I think I want to have like some kind of like monitor up, you know, that kind of broadcasts this uh, like oh, almost in a live oh, setting. Oh, yeah. And so that nice. they can um, pull it up on their phones and be able to watch it and continue on. Oh, know?
0: that's a good idea. You
1: like that? Yeah. yeah someone
0: make it like extremely like, um, like it's easy to understand that this is actually live. Yes, Yeah. exactly. And that you can look it up. actually.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what got me into live streaming. I think that that would be actually, I even t- stepped it even further. I, I hate to give this idea away because, uh, actually I'm not going, <laughs> I'm not going to it's public. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll save that one. I'll tell you off, off this, but I have another idea that's just going to change everything. Like really no way in the way I process of it. But I'll tell you about it. Um, so, but yeah, um, people getting feedback from the, the from individuals that are on your platform um I, obviously that that's the best thing you could it's like it helps with that with, with development and um uh oh yeah that's what i was gonna say about. This right
0: how, I, how do we get them right
1: yeah how you get them um and uh and i'll give an example i um am a big user of like SaaS products and sometimes I use SaaS products that haven't been proven just yet. Um, anybody that doesn't know is, it's software as a service products. And I tend to um, interact when I have an issue with something. But if I do really like the product, but there's some issue with it, I'll stop everything. I have a, a software that I use, kind of like Loom, that I'm able to record what my issue is. And I do a verbal thing with it. And I let them know at the beginning, look, I'm really fascinated with your software. I think it could be great. Um, I just ran into something right away and rather than sending an email to them, I just send them a quick video. Yeah. And then with that video, I show them the problems. I'm saying, look, you guys have a great software. I just want to show support by doing this.
0: If everyone was like you. Press send. Software, software would be
1: much better than Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's the biggest feedback you can get. Explaining the problem. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. That's just amazing. So, um, do do you get these software from like product hunt or?
1: No, actually, I use a company called. Well, uh, actually, it's something that you said, Product Hunt. You know, I know the owner. Really? Yeah, I met him years ago. Oh, no years way. Years ago, another story. Yeah, I met well, him I years ago. Your product Hunt in a
0: couple of months. So. Are you? Hit me up and-
1: <laughs> Yeah, I got. Well, the thing about it is I got to, like. I lost contact with him, so I got to send miss. No, no, I can. I can find him still. I have. A, I have another friend of mine who, I need to get in touch with, and he used to work for them. That's oh, why. Wow. That's why I went to their office. I used to have a shirt. But see, it's so funny. When I went, I knew nothing. Like, they were big then. They were in San Francisco. I didn't know anything about Product Hunt. Like, nothing. It had no value to me at all. And uh, my friend, who I... Oh, man, I got so many stories. I don't know if I could... I don't even know where to start sometimes. Uh, did you know? Do you know what Meerkat is? Do you remember the technology Meerkat? They were the first social-based live streaming app that was out on the market. They're the first ones. Before Facebook Live, before... Um, before Twitch, before, uh, the only company that was out there that I remember that was even doing anything was the Hungarian, uh, Ustream. Right. Mm -hmm. This is that far back. Right. Um, early 2009, 2010, something like that. Maybe, maybe 2011. I don't know. I get confused. But that used to be a live streaming app. And I was so blown away. There was launched in South by Southwest. I don't know if you would, that, 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 uh, that's Austin, Texas. Yeah. It was a music festival, technology festival, movie festival. Um, I had a chance to play it once or twice. So that's how I kind of knew about it. But they would do the technology thing. And I was so into tech. I was the guy that was a music musician guy that was into tech. I wanted to know whatever the new technology was coming out. So they had this thing called Meerkat, which was the first of its kind to show um, uh, like uh, live streaming from an app. And you could talk to people, then they could message you back and you can go back and forth with them. Their lag time though was like a minute. So if you were talking and you stopped talking and somebody popped up on the other end, and if you didn't talk during that whole process, then they would think you were just looking at them. So you would always constantly have to talk in order to get feedback. So I went from zero to like, 50,000, uh, I think 50 or hundred thousand viewers on this app like I became a big deal I had people asking me on dates uh, sending me um gifts like just really crazy and I just realized the technology is amazing so anyway fast forward from that one of the guys that used to work for that company left that company ended up working for product hunt and then I ended up um, traveling to San Francisco once with a friend of mine and ended up meeting up with him and that's how I met uh, I forget the guy's name that's uh of it or whatever, but yeah, that's how I got the product on. <laughs>
0: it's amazing, and uh, and where do you find um so on the SaaS things now? uh
1: Oh, that's that's where we it, yeah. see how I did that roundabout. See, that's what my brain is <laughs> ADD is kicking in right about now. Um, yeah, SaaS uh, uh, AppSumo. I don't know that. AppSumo. sumo is the Ltd. AppSumo. AppSumo. Oh yeah, yeah. AppSumo. Um, a lot of people launch there. Uh, you know, like crowdfunding kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's a different way of crowdfunding on it um and i've actually connected with a lot i used to buy a lot because i couldn't afford to buy just, just subscription services tried to start kicking in i was tired of that i was like oh man i gotta find another and i found AppSumo, and i was actually finding these early companies that were basically coming up with pretty cool technology and i thought wow let me just jump in and i would say i bought maybe over a period of not of uh, at least six or seven years i've probably bought nearly 90 different, you know, uh, SAS products from them, you know, mm-hmm. that I bought into. Um, it's like, to me, I look at it like, you know, how you put buy stocks and all that stuff. But instead of that, I just kind of put that money in tiers. You know, you can buy their first tier where you just get a minimal amount of access to the SaaS product. Second one is a little bit more. Third one, you get like a robust, you know, almost like the pro plan that they would sell in the subscription service anyway. And, um, so I would kind of go from the middle to the high, or I would start with the first one. And then before they closed out, I would go with the second tier. And then if I really liked, I go to the third tier. And, uh, I would say maybe 40% of them. I don't have, you know, th- I have them, but, um, they might like, they might survive. They may not, I don't know. You know, I'm not really toward on but some of them they've grown, like been bought out by larger companies and I still have access to the, 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 the SAS product. Yeah. And it's incredible. One of them is a, you know, loom, right? Yeah. This is not, it wasn't Loom, but there's another company that's like a Loom called Sinspark. Sinspark is like, oh,
0: that's a, what you use? I use Sinspark. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know Sinspark?
0: I mean, I know because of you. Oh, okay. oh I, really? You send me a oh, video. I? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's right. See?
0: Yes. I, I use Loom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but
1: I used to use Loom. I used to use them. And then Sinspark changed the game entirely. <laughs> yeah, they did. They, they is it did. better? I personally think so. Yeah. At this stage of it, they weren't when I started, though. That's the funny thing about it. They weren't, but now they're like Austin, Texas uh, company or a lady it's runs amazing. it. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Right. Never have access to the it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> okay. Um, so why did I talk about all that? Oh yeah. So, uh, so I interact using that software going back and forth to talk to various people about problems I'm having, you know, and just that whole process of it. Um, but, and, but another feature they have in it though, is that you can actually, um, send a link for them to record their information from, and then it just automatically comes to you, right? So in other words, if they use the same platform that you use, but you're sending them the link to turn on their camera, turn on their microphone, and give a recording of whatever they want to talk about at that yeah. point, takes a little education for them to, you know, not a lot of people are tech savvy, so they don't know how to turn on their camera sometimes and whole we'll process it, but it works on app. And so... I'm I wondering why more companies don't take care of advantage of tools like that to get more feedback necessarily from. Uh...
0: Yeah, I mean, how we do it is that we we have defined our communication basically to to encourage users to to mm. hop on a call mm. in every kind of every email mm. every in, it's in the app as well. You can book a call through the app,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: but. Um, this is how we get like occasional ones, like I don't know, once every week, maybe sometimes five, five weeks was the most. Um, but when we really need to, we just reach out, okay? So, like, there are like, you know, okay, this is a huge feature, we need to test it heavily, mm. then we reach out. Um, but otherwise, we do it occasionally, like every week, once that's that's usual. I see, I see. And then when it's really like, I don't know, 15. Uh, in, in, a, in a short week,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, places like AppSumo do have you ever thought about, um, launching in space? I like have that?
0: not, uh, heard about AppSumo, but, uh, I'll definitely take a look tomorrow morning. Uh, where are we going to lo- launch in, in a couple of months? I would say maybe one and a half months. I'm not actually on this project. It's, it's my uh, colleague, uh, it's product hunt. Okay. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it it could be great to launch on, on AppSumo as well.
1: Yeah, I see people.
0: It's less it's less a SaaS product. That's that's kind of right, maybe a problem.
1: Right yeah. Okay.
0: You know, because software as a service is usually like for people like you, yeah. or like for companies, or mm. like for people like me, it's mm. it's more like for medical students. Product Hunt and and uh, AppSumo is both i guess less relevant i see then then for example loom, I loom could launch extremely well on Product mm, Hunt. Mm,
1: mm. I see.
0: but still we're going to take no uh, take the advantage of the platforms
1: mm. mm-hmm. very cool man wow man we talked about a lot of stuff we god did, damn yeah. it <laughs> god damn it wow and we you know i wish i spoke hungarian you know maybe i should uh
0: do you learn
1: no i haven't matter of fact i'm forgetting english <laughs> terrible
0: uh, what do you have? You ever uh, tried, tried to learn any, any kind of
1: thing? I'm embarrassed to say that uh, when I first came here, which is in 2001, was my first time here.
0: 2001,
1: first time coming to Hungary. That's I, when I was born. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm as old as dirt. <laughs> now it's <as> official. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, 2001, uh, right after a month after nine 11, uh, the catastrophe of nine 11, uh, Washington's catastrophe, uh, you know, whatever you want to kind of call it. Um, the terrible time that happened tragic. Uh, I came here, um, and, um, I didn't think I would stay as long as I did. So I didn't really focus on trying to learn the language. Uh, and then when I ended up leaving and coming back and leaving and coming back. It just, I just never really decided. I was like, I felt, I felt, I don't know. I just thought I was probably too dumb to learn another language. Cause you know, I don't know if you know many, well, it, being where you had went to in Des Moines, there's not too many people that speak dual languages yeah. in the U S right. Um, we're at school, we are, required to take a second language, but we don't take it seriously. At least I didn't. You know. Uh, so I if think...
0: I mean, is it the same for me? I don't speak another language, only English.
1: Yeah, that's true. Is it? It's not. It's, <laughs> oh, <gosh>.
0: I mean, <laughs> <but> how do how you <laughs> put this? You, I, I use English because I need to. You
1: said, is it?
0: But isn't it? Like, you, you know what I mean, right? I
1: know what you mean, but... <laughs>
0: it's like, without I English, yeah. I cannot survive.
1: That's true. Uh, well, I you, you could can, just nationally. You only, yeah. Just nationally, you could survive.
0: Okay. Without English, I cannot really survive. Right, right, right. So you yeah. or any kind of uh, yeah. people from the US, yeah. they could survive without German. I
1: yeah. could
0: survive without German. Yeah. I didn't learn it. Yeah. So I'm not like, I don't think it's because of some, like, you don't really need it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's probably it. Yeah.
0: Ingl- if I didn't speak English, I would... I was stuck in yeah, right. Hungary. Ten million people. Yeah. Well, it's just unimaginable.
1: Right. Gotcha.
0: So there is no other way not to learn English. Did you know
1: at an early age that that English would open more doors for you, or you just decided I'm going to learn English?
0: At, at the, in Budapest or in like the suburbs, it's not really a
1: question. Everyone speaks English. No, that's not true. Okay, at well, least, actually, at least, at least not in 2001 when I came. The only people that spoke English. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I, I don't know anyone who doesn't speak English.
1: That's that's awesome.
0: I love it. Maybe maybe a couple of people who speak German very well instead. Okay. But I, okay, it, it has, it, because of my, I don't know, social- um, Circle. Yeah. Social circle, I'm but sure. I don't know anyone who okay.
1: doesn't speak English. Okay, that's cool that's cool yeah i um i know I, one
0: one one guy who speaks technological english only okay that's the only one yeah
1: yeah actually a good friend of mine uh who when i met i met him at flirt remember flirt club flirt no it was closed by the time you were born <laughs> <laughs>
0: sorry no. i don't remember <laughs> no, i was no, not actually, boring no yeah no, no. <laughs> at 10
1: no no it actually closed uh, in the in the teens 20 teens or something but uh Uh, There was this gentleman that I met in one of those places. Um, He didn't speak any English, but I used to see him walking around with a camera, and I was like, oh, man, camera guy. He ended up being my camera guy for a couple of reclams and things I did here in Hungary. Um, But he was a technology just master. I could just tell he was a really smart guy, and he tried so hard to talk to me, but it was so hard to just sit there and listen to him because his English was just, just, he just couldn't speak it, but he tried so hard. He really wanted to connect with me. Um, so he became one of my dearest friends um, and then he ended up uh, getting married and his the girl he was with, really smart girl, ended up getting uh, um, a scholarship to some school in San Francisco. So they decided to marry. He decided to move there. Um, I don't know how he did it, but some kind of way he learned the language. He ended up working for um, uh, IBM hmm. and he started laying like these, uh, what do you call it, the pipes that for, uh, you know, Transmitting, con- uh, uh, transmitting—you know, like internet stuff. Uh, you know, just to get stuff from point A to point B. Uh, I forget what they call them, but the technical term—they call them pipes, right? Uh, uh, not for water, but for—I'm <laughs> trying to I'm trying to figure out what the best Wire. way. Wire. No, no, yeah, like like pipes for like uh, tra- uh, tra- transferring data. Mm-hmm. Like you know, massive amounts of data. Yeah. that need to go from point A to point B. He was in charge of that. He became. He, he started from the bottom. And they found out he was so smart that they actually raised him up and now he became so big, his name is Arpad, Arpad Kuhn, (laughs) shout out Arpad, um, that he ended up when he'd come, then they had him directing that uh, within Europe, (laughs) you know, like within here. So when he came here to IBM here, his credentials was actually higher than the president of IBM here in Hungary. Yeah. And so he would go back and forth and he was like this big wig. Now I'm looking at him. Everybody's like sitting around the table with this guy. I'm like, you made it, man. Look at you. You know, and he's just like this guy they're doing interviews with him and stuff and TV. I'm just, I've never seen anything like it. And then he, he, yeah, then he left there and went to Facebook and that's the first time I went to Facebook campus is to meet him. And he took me into some music room where I'm playing drums and in the, I didn't know Facebook had even a music room, but they had a music there. You can go there 24 hours, anytime. They give you a pass to go through it. And he took me there and him and his girl worked there. And now he works for, he's back here in Hungary and he works for some major company. I should hook you guys up now I t- talking about it. Yeah. He's a smart dude, man. Smart dude. Very clever and well, well connected. So yeah.
0: Yeah. It's an amazing journey. Yeah. Like I said.
1: Yeah. I like to talk. You can tell I like to talk a little bit, right?
0: Yeah. Well, you should, uh, do you want to get, uh, people on the podcast like, like him?
1: You know what? This well, I
0: think is, that's, that, that, that's I, amazing.
1: I just might do that. You know, the because thing you about. Because you have like
0: personal stories as well together, which we makes do. it like spiced up. Yeah, maybe. yeah.
1: That's a good idea. Maybe, maybe that'll be my next uh, sling. I'll send him this podcast with you. <laughs> and then uh, he'll hear his name dropped drop many times and feel obligated to have to uh, do a podcast with me. So I like that. That's a good idea. Let's do that. Uh, anything else that I have not touched on that you just wanted to let the public know, let the world know? I know you're looking for funding.
0: Yeah. Yes. Uh, Yeah, we have actually secured twelve faith already. Oh, you have. Yeah. Since we talked. Yeah.
1: My man. (laughs) Congratulations, brother. Congratulations. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, so that's good. So anybody out there that's uh, smart enough to understand that this gentleman here is pretty clever. Number one. (laughs) Number two, he's driven. Maybe not in that order, but both of them hand (laughs) in hand. And he's a great guy, right? And uh, I got a feeling that we'll be having a lot more conversations as time goes because I want to know how things progress in life in general for you, you know? Um, you know, I, I just want to be part of that journey, even, even if it's from a bird-eye view.
0: Well, thank you. And I also like congratulations again for, for having your baby next oh, month. Oh, well,
1: thank you. Thank you very much. I'm going to have uh, my hands full, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> wow. Well. Here we are. We did it. This is it. Uh, oh, that's right. Close me out. Teach me something Hungarian. I'll go ahead and try.
0: Uh, say, köszönjük a figyelmet.
1: Köszönjük a figyelmet.
0: Köszönjük a figyelmet.
1: Figyelmet. Köszönjük a figyelmet.
0: Köszönjük a figyelmet.
1: Köszönjük uh, like
0: oh, that. say it
1: again. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> That's much easier. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you for your attention. What you just, you, you have just said in, in Hungarian.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I love it, man. Thank you. Thank you. I'll try to retain that. Uh, I'll li- I have to listen back to this interview <laughs> to retain it. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. All
2: right i saw you staring at me from the other side and i don't know what about you but i got down. in the pulsing heart of budapest where the ordinary meets the extraordinary a podcast studio emerges unlike any you've ever seen where window displays once showcased lifeless mannequins now stands a stage set for legends Two plush chairs, one ambient table, and a verdant embrace of plants grace the scene. The glow of bright lights, the hum of -of state-of-the-art mixing equipment, and the poised readiness of up to three cameras await their next star. Passersby stop, captivated as this isn't just a studio, it's a spectacle. A stage where every voice, every story becomes a show for the world to witness. Whispered rumors ask. What is this mesmerizing place? It's Table for Two, Budapest's rising star, where novices transform into podcast legends and veterans find a new home. Ready to take the stage? Now, with the magic unfolding in two prime locations, Table for Two, where your voice becomes a masterpiece. Brought to you by Budapest.fm